Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and before we get started today on this week's episode of GovComs, I've got a favor to ask. Go to the description in the podcast and you will see a link to Content Group's third annual survey. If you fill that out, we'll do a better job in servicing you and you might win a Samsung Galaxy Tab. Welcome to the GovComs podcast, bringing you the latest insights and innovations from experts and thought leaders around the globe in government communication. Now, here is your host, David Pembroke. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to GovComs, the podcast that examines the practice of content communication in government and the public sector. My name is David Pembroke. Today, we have part two of our mega interview with Robert Rose, one of the superstars of the pantheon of heroes in uh, global content marketing, a a real uh, leader, uh, a real thought leader, someone who has been hard at this game since it began all those moons ago and someone who continues to work hard on a daily basis and someone who is a practitioner, someone who is rolling up his sleeves and really knowing and understanding where content marketing and content communication, which is the government version of, is uh, at this point in time. Robert has recently been the, he curated essentially content marketing world in Cleveland, and he made two sort of big, biggish points. One, you know, the need uh, for strategy to really guide and direct what you're doing. And second point that he was making is really around empathy and understanding just exactly how it is that you can understand people Uh, so you can create value for them, so you can be in service of those. So this is um, part two, really, we start to explore the actual implementation of that content strategy, looking for what content types actually work, expanding on those points, and really, how do we work to real audiences in? But look, before we get started, if you have missed part one, just jump back and, and have a little bit of a listen to it because it certainly will make a lot more sense. Not that it doesn't make sense otherwise, but still, um, go to go to that one, um, listen to that first and then listen to this one. But certainly, I think that you will really enjoy it. Uh, Robert's a great talker, great communicator, and there's a lot of wisdom. And I know we often say this podcast is all about creating value and finding the value. And if you don't go away with two notebooks or two pages of notebooks full of uh, valuable insights, I don't think you're trying. But anyway, time for part two of the Robert Rose interview. It can get overwhelming, can't it? Particularly in these oh. big organisations where there's so much to do, there's so much ambition, there's there's so much capability that you know it seems so easy that we can just whiz up some content, you know, whether it's a podcast or whether it's a blog or whether it's a video, or whether, and we've got so many choices around. Uh, you know, distribution and, you know, keeping track of the, you know, the content we're creating and, and distributing. How, how, how do you advise people to, to get started? How do you advise people to, you know, the, the first few steps that they need to take in order to become more strategic and, and more uh, able to, to feel like they're in control? Yeah. And it starts with the goal, right? I mean, you know, it starts with, it starts with what is it we're solving for? And one of the first things I'll do with any client is I'll write, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a variation on something I'm sure you've seen a million times, which is quite popular these days. It's kind of the, the infinity loop, the fig, you know, the sideways eight infinity loop 
of the buyer's journey, right? Which in, you know, in the nonprofit and or government space, there's an engagement journey there. It starts with some level of awareness, it might be an issue, it might be a new policy, it might be something. Then there is a learning, you know, trying, then there's some sort of transaction. I've subscribed, I've read the thing, I'm now helped, whatever. And then there's, you move around to the right side of the infinity loop where you get into, I'm using, I'm understanding, and then I return back and I am engaged again. That's, that's what we're ultimately trying to do as content creators and communicators is change behavior. We're trying to change in behavior by taking people through some sort of engagement journey, whether we're trying to drive a nonprofit donation or whether we're trying to drive a government policy forward or whether we're trying to sell someone a box of Legos. And independent of that, one of the things I'll do is draw that up on the board and I'll say, what are we solving for? Where, what part of the journey are we trying to solve this for? Is it awareness of a new thing? Is it re-upping to an old thing? Is it education for existing? What, what are we trying to solve for? And once we identify that, I literally will erase every other part of the board, every other part of the infinity journey. Because what happens is, is just like you're saying, it gets so overwhelming because what we expect is that we're going to create content that solves all of it right away. And, and so that's where it gets, a, because what happens is, is that we go, oh crap, we have to solve all of this now. And so we can't. And so what we end up doing is trying to create one piece of content that tries to solve everything. And of course that doesn't work very well because then it just, it's just mushy. And so getting into a focus and when we have a trouble deciding what I'll ask the client is I'll say, just where does it hurt the most? because we can only tackle one thing at a time well. And so where does it hurt the most right now? Where can we have the biggest impact in the shortest amount of time? And let's focus there. Let's get really purposeful around what it is we're creating a, a content experience to do around a goal, because ultimately changing that behavior gives us the ability to move on to the next behavior that we wanna change, and the next, and the next. And we just take it step by step by step. and. Again, some of that is going to be, you know, if the, you know, if the director says they want to tackle this one first, but it's not the one that hurts the most, guess what? We're going to do the one the director says we got to tackle first. But it's really around that getting to a purpose and getting to a focus that is such a, it's such a, a important part of that because it helps to eliminate all that other noise and content that we're just not going to address right now. It's not that we're never going to address it, but we're just not going to address it today. Yeah, I think that's wonderful advice, and that's that's very clear. And I'll, I'll come to this point of focus in a moment, as we as it relates to technology and what's coming down the path. Because again, this notion of being overwhelmed by the impacts of artificial intelligence and you know smart machines and you know etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, I think that can get overwhelming if we don't see those opportunities through a particular point in time lens or a particular point of view because otherwise you just think well god what is this you know i'm i'm now completely overwhelmed because not only, not only am i struggling now but i'm struggling going to be keeping up but just to stop you there on that point around focus because this then goes to that subset of the of the of the uh, of that first uh, outline from content marketing world or that first uh, big big um, issue that came out, you then spoke about empathy. So if we can stop that point, if we can stop that focus, and if we can identify where, it's then to understand, you know, what is that 
need at that particular time with the the citizen and how do we focus in on that to to create that empathy so as that we can create useful content that is going to inform engage whatever it is that we're you know raise awareness of with that particular audience so what's your advice then that once you've got that board scribbled out except for that one last point how then do you drill down to find that empathy yeah i I mean i think you (laughs) you you said it beautifully just there i mean the 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 short headline is yeah do that (laughs) you know find it um the the more the longer answer to your question the, the technique that i really like um, and it was, it's certainly not one that we invented. We just, you know, we've adopted it because it's, it's been so useful for us is, um, the Clayton Christensen and, and it comes out of Harvard business school. It's the jobs to be done framework and looking to the jobs to be done framework is, is one where you're trying to identify what job is this citizen in this case, trying to get done at this particular stage of their journey with this particular thing that we're trying to get them to be aware of or, or know or understand or transact with. And so as they're in this particular part of that engagement journey, what job do they need to be done? What do we need them to value? What, what do they need that we, where we can deliver valuable information? And that is really understanding much less about what we need to say. And it's much more about what they need to hear. Um, so many times I'll deal with a company and I'll say, tell me about your content strategy. And they'll say, well, we need our audience to understand that we're really innovative. And I'll say, they absolutely don't need to understand that. You need them (laughs) to understand that. They do not need to understand that. They need to understand something very different. And that's what we need to figure out. We need to figure out what it is we can be empathetic about because at the end of the day, it is it is about education. It is about giving them insight and facts and figures, but it's doing so in a way that delivers emotional belief because the only way we're going to change any citizen's behavior or change any behavior is to appeal to an emotion. We are not going to do you know, this. Is the classic um, Homer Simpson, right? Where Homer tells his daughter, oh, honey, just because I understand doesn't mean I care. <laughs> and, and so that's the that's the real key here is we have to make people care and the only way you make them care is to develop empathy yeah and that and and how difficult is that to to run through that particular framework how how hard is it to to run through that um, jobs to be done framework to be able to get it's, that it's insight. relatively straightforward yeah I mean it's you know it's like any good framework it's there's a level of depth there that you could spend literally 10 years of your life getting really good at you know I mean I I I value it highly because it's it's there's a lot to understand there. But at its core, it's a very simple process. It's really just listening to, you know, going and talking with people and listening for what they need. And, you know, it's quite literally having a conversation with someone about a particular topic and listening to what it is that they struggle with. Where are their pains? What are their what is and delivering them something that not only helps them take a step forward to solving that particular pain, that need or want, but also does so in a social or contextual way that develops an emotional connection. The simple, the, the, basically the, the, the simple example of that is I need to eat is not a job to be done. I need to eat does not compel me to a particular kind of food or a particular brand of food. 
But if I say I need to eat and I'm lonely and I want something to eat with one hand while I'm on my commute to, you know, work. Okay. Well, that's a job to be done. You know, donuts come to mind, right? You know? (laughs) And so, you know, I, 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 that is a job to be done. If I listen for that, if I can talk with a customer and start to hear those things, I can go, ah, I can educate this guy into how donuts are made and why donuts are awesome and why donuts are the best one-handed food that you can ever eat on a commute. And now he cares because that's something that he's trying to solve in his life. And so listening for that, that's obviously overly simplistic, but the framework itself is not that hard to understand. And there are plenty of books out there, wonderful books on the jobs to be done framework, but the actual overall process itself can be quite in-depth, if that's the right way to phrase it. Yeah. And so onto this issue of, of emerging technologies and, you know, the tools are going to become far more sophisticated than the robots are going to take over and artificial intelligence is going to be able to... <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. I don't know. I, it's funny. I sort of look at it and I just think, I don't know. I just don't know where my... Because uh, that, that sense of... I've got to try to keep up. And I think this is, you know, the anxiety-inducing sort of coverage where, you know, all of the jobs are going to be replaced. And although happily, you know, a lot of the research keeps coming back to, you know, particularly people in, in the fields that we're in, that we're okay. You know, those creative, human-driven, uh, human-centred jobs. Mark Carney, the governor of the, um, uh, the Bank of England, came out the other day and said that, you know, our types of jobs are probably the ones that are not going to get taken over by the robots. But still, I I look at that and I often think, okay, how can I make sense of all of this? How, how, how can I make this relevant to me, but also relevant to the people that I'm working with so as that we can capture the benefit uh, or potential benefit that's coming? But to do so, I think we often have to have that frame and that focus. And I often look at it through the people who we're seeking to serve. So what does it mean for them today? And it may mean nothing to them today because, you know, they could be a farmer in outback Queensland and they have no connectivity. And so the best way to communicate with them is to send them a letter. So it yeah. just depends on who people are. So how how are you coping with this sort of evolving, changing, you know, you better catch up or, you know, or you better stay stay up with what's going on? Yeah, or, or- I've been advising all of my clients to take a step back from right. technology. Okay, good. Um, yeah. And to say, you know, we should probably develop some human intelligence before we start getting artificial um, <laughs> types involved. Um, and, the, and, the, and, 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 you know, I mean, that's a cute answer and all of that, but it, but it, but the truth of the matter is, is that most organizations have, you know, technology has outpaced, and this is especially true in the content space, Technology has outpaced our ability to understand or use it well. Yeah. And so, so many strategies now get formed based solely upon the capabilities of the technology, enterprise technology that we've bought instead of the strategy that would meet, just exactly to your point, you know, the, the technologist, the digital marketer would say, well, what we should do is we should create an automation machine that would create the content, store it in a structured fashion, then hand write the letter to the farmer, which would then stick it into an envelope automatically, then deliver it out to that Queensland farmer and then you know, deliver that content and then measure it based on an RFID chip that would actually see if he opened the letter or not. And it's like, you know what? 
why don't you just write the letter, get in a car and drive down and deliver it to him? And so the, 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 you know, the, the corollary to that is what we've done with marketing automation and email marketing and content management systems and the way we've made them so complex that they have become our default strategy. And so what I've been advising clients to do is to say, we need to take a step back because you should just assume that anything you want to do, there's a technology to be able to do it. And so let's figure out what we should be doing. Where should we be engaging? How should we be engaging? I saw a statistic the other day that really just scared the hell out of me, which is 30% of marketing and communications time now in the enterprise is spent either implementing or configuring technology. Wow. And that's 30% of our time that's not being spent delivering valuable, artistic, wise, you know, content that will beat the machines. If we're, if that number continues to go up, guess what? You will be replaced by a machine because the configuration of technology, the implementation of technology, and ultimately the, the installation of technology will be automated. Those are the jobs that will be automated. What's not going to get automated is the strategy, the wisdom, the poetry, the content is that, that delivers value to our constituencies. And so we have to take a step back, look at the technology we have, look at the strategy that we want to roll out, the engagement and the goals that we want to try and support, and then figure out how the technology that we either have or don't have supports that strategy. Yeah. And and with that, you know, staying on top of this, you know, exploding market in terms of, you know, ad tech and martech, there's so much of it. What advice do you have for people about how do they stay on top of? How do, how do they know to choose which is the right oh, solution for stop them? Stop trying. Stop <laughs> trying to stay on top of it. Stop, stop. There are, look, there are, sadly in the world, there are people like me, people like you who are keeping on top of it. And so my advice is ask people like me or people like you whose job it is to stay on top of that stuff. Yeah, okay. Got it. <laughs> so listen, um, where to in the next little while? When you sort of look out into the next 12 to 18 months, you know, and, and your best advice to people, you know, on this journey, obviously it depends where they are in terms of the, you know, say their maturity uh, in terms of capability and skill to be able to do that. But What's your sort of top line advice to people? Because often when you're doing your master classes and you're doing your education, you you sit in front of a room of everyone from an expert all the way through to somebody who's just been given the task to be able to start writing content for a website. So, are, are there any sort of general advices that you that you offer in this day and age? Yeah, I would just say you know my my biggest piece of advice is to stop looking at content as a replacement for other things that have supported the idea of marketing communications and, and PR. You know, it is, you know, articles, thought leadership, white papers, you know, websites, et cetera. They are not simply just replacements for the press release or emails or ads or, you know, brochures, catalogs, et cetera. They need to be treated as products. They need to, you know, so look at them and the construction and the strategy and the rollout and the promotion of that content whether it's as small as a blog or it's as big as a huge new website or a hub, look at them as media products that deliver value to your constituencies and take that and say, great, this is what it is we're trying to do with it. 
um, and and look at it like a business strategy. It is ultimately a communication strategy, but ultimately at the end of the day, it's going to become much more integrated than that. The way to take that very first step is to take a very small one and just start looking at the content that you're creating and saying, how is it thematically connected? In other words, is the first piece of content I'm creating today more valuable because of the content that I'll create on Thursday or next week or next month? And is the one next month more valuable because of the one that I'm creating today? And if the answer to that is no, because they're not connected in any way, they're just assets that are supporting different goals, then that's when we know that that's when we need to take a step back and go, let's put a strategy around this. Even if you don't build, if you don't build the thing, if you don't build the blog, you don't build the website, you don't build the email program, you don't build it, have the vision to do that so that you're at least creating a content calendar of stuff you want to create that is thematically connected and, and actually tells a bigger and broader story and a deeper story over time so that that one piece of content you're creating today is more valuable for all the other content that you're going to create a week from now and two weeks from now and a month from now and vice versa. That's my, that's my biggest piece of advice is this just think about what bigger story you want to tell and start working toward that. Fantastic. Well, Robert Rose, thank you so much for giving up some of your time for the audience uh, today. As I say, it just the wisdom, the experience, the knowledge, the attitude, the care. Uh, it's a great space, but you've led it well over the years. Um, you, you know, you, you've played such a key and fundamental role in in bringing this great uh, process and gift uh, to organisations, and I think uh, long may that continue. So, content advisory. If people would be interested in knowing more, and where else could people find out or, or stay in touch with you? Sure. Well, there's there's two main websites, which is contentadvisory.net and robertrose.net. I got both .nets because someone told me once .net is the dad genes of <laughs> domains. So that's where you can get a hold of me All if right. you'd like to learn more. Fantastic. Okay, okay, Robert Rose, thank you. And to you, the audience, thank you for coming back once again. I think one of the other things is, and I think you, you, you're taking a line through what Robert was saying. You've got to be in service of your audience and you have to keep turning up and you don't have to blow the doors off it from day one. You know, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Keep thinking about that audience. Keep understanding where they are on that infinity loop. That's a you know great insight. I'm just going back. I'm going to go out and have a look at that right now as soon as I've finished to understand where that focus is and how you can be of value to that audience over time. Because if you can do that, I think that's the secret to great outcomes, to you achieving your business objectives and for you to be able to support the organizations that you work for. So fantastic conversation there with Robert. I'll be back at the same time next week, but I really appreciate you coming around and I'll be back at the same time, as I say, next week. But for the moment, it's bye for now. Hey, listen, just before you go, I've got something else for you. Technology has changed the way the world communicates. But technology, more importantly than that, has democratized the factors of media production and distribution. And whether you like it or not, you are now in the media business. But how do you make the most of that? Well, you apply content groups, content communication framework. And we are starting to teach the content communication framework to people who work 
in the government and the public sector. There are all sorts of benefits that will flow to your organisation, but it's all about gripping up that opportunity, helping you to create better stories, helping you to time when those stories, helping you to understand what channels are best, and then how do you measure and evaluate just exactly what success you're having. Join us in Canberra. We've got two dates, the 18th of October and also Wednesday the 24th of October jump online to www.contentgroup.com.au to register it would be great to see you here you will not regret it I promise you that you've been listening to the GovComs podcast if you enjoyed this episode be sure to rate and subscribe to stay up to date with our latest episodes 